This is Ellis Gordon, and you're listening to episode 76 of the Who's On Top podcast. And welcome back to episode 76 of the Who's On Top podcast. And for the first time ever, we have the most short-handed cast. I am joined only by the Russian machine himself, Ellis Gordon. Ellis, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. Came home for Yom Kippur, but it looks like they brought in the big guns for this episode, right, Danny? This is, this is the big gun episode. No Jacob, no Jeremy, no Ori, just the Kings going at it. And a lot of great content. This has the potential to be one of the greatest episodes ever. So let's hop right into it with the tip-off. And as always, I will start with baseball. And boy, we have a doozy of a wild card race. As of right now, well, the Red Sox and the Blue Jays won today. But going into today, it was a three-way tie for the AL last AL wild – well, for the two AL wildcard spots. So two teams are going to get it. One team will be out. The Blue Jays have absolutely caught fire. I think they were five and a half games back last week or a week and a half ago, and now they're tied. Their offense is just in all cylinders. Robbie firing on all cylinders. Robbie Ray, potential Cy Young candidate. The Red Sox, of course, struck down by the – uh, COVID outbreak, um, but they got the Orioles and Nationals 10 out of the last 16 games against them. And of course, the Yankees who have been playing up and down ball, but they had a huge win on Monday, came back from down five against the Minnesota Twins. Over in the NL, looks like the Braves are going to win the East. The Phillies and Mets just can't get anything going. Uh, they also have an interesting uh, fight for the second wild card. Obviously, the loser, the Dodgers, Giants, NL West race is going to get the first wild card. But the second wild card is tight between the Reds, Padres, and Cardinals. So that's also going to be exciting. Down the stretch they come. We got some interesting award races. Uh, stat leaders, who's going to lead the AL in home runs right now? Vlad Guerrero Jr. is up by one over Shohei Otani. Chasing that triple crown, though. I saw that. Yeah, he's chasing that triple crown. So that's really exciting, too. I haven't had a triple crown only one since 1967. Um, and the NL, tight. Cy Young race looks like I would have to say Walker Buell is ahead, but it's close. So a lot of great baseball to look forward to. But right now, let's hop back over to Ellis with some college football. Now on to college football, where we had some upsets this week. The Ohio State goes down 35-28. They didn't look good week one. They got out. They scraped by one with Minnesota, but Oregon was just too talented for them to come back this time. Other upsets, Florida State, after looking good in Notre, Notre Dame again, they lost. Notre Dame. They um, lost to FCS school Jacksonville State on a final Hail Mary play, which was just so badly covered. Like, just so Ellis, bad. what do you think about proposing after your team lost a Hail Mary? That's just so sad. But I do have to say, though, I think it was just like a pre planned thing. So he had no choice. But yeah, I, didn't feel, I felt bad for that dude. I know if Jacob was here, he would hate the move. Yeah, I, I don't. I do hate the move, but I don't think like I think he just pre-planned it. So whatever. Um, yeah. Notre Dame. Speaking of them, got by the skin of their teeth against Toledo, but they won. So they're they're still top. They'll probably be top. No, they're twelve. They're twelve. Um, Penn State did its thing. Alabama did its thing. Wish Jacob was here because we had a good Rocker Syracuse brawl. I didn't go down for the game because I had to get up at six a.m. and I wasn't about to do that. That's no, it. No, no. 
maybe not a good game for college football fans, but a good game for me because the, the offense was not moving. And that's what's really important. Yeah, exactly. The defense sure was. And I said, I said on the prediction, it's going to come down to defense, turnovers, and coaching. And right now, Rutgers is coached amazingly by the crazy Greg Shano, and they have a plus eight turnover percentage. They added that at a plus four turnover margin against Syracuse uh, over the weekend. And that's why they won 17-7. So that was great to hear. Wish I could heckle Jacob, but he decided to, he decided to leave, so couldn't face the music. Yeah, coward, exactly. Um, and, of course, Arkansas, I guess, upset Texas. I mean, they were six-point underdogs, but really showed how good – I said on the podcast, too, this Arkansas team is underrated, and they proved that for sure on Saturday. Now, moving on to week three, some matchups to look forward to. Cincinnati versus Indiana. Cincinnati's first hard opponent of the year. Should be a win with Desmond Ritter at the helm, but who knows. Um, and then Alabama, Florida. Sure, on paper this looks like a close matchup, but I'm not going to pretend with them. Alabama, they it's one versus eleven. I think Alabama's gonna kill. And then the game of the week is Auburn, Penn State. Penn State's offense, even though their defense got it together, has still struggled from last year. And Auburn has done amazing. Granted, they haven't really played anyone yet. This is their first test of the year. Penn State's already had one test, so we shall see what comes of that. We'll talk about that later. And finally, the last big game is Arizona State. BYU, which should be good, but both I don't think are real contenders. Like they're, they're really good teams, just they're not real contenders. And I'm sorry we have one singular cricket stuck in our wall, listeners, so you may hear cricket noises in our in the podcast. And then Rutgers, of course, is playing Delaware. Should win, but they are a good FCS school, so I'll be at the game. Hopefully, Joe Flacco. Yeah, hopefully they don't blow it. They are the number three FCS school in the country, though. All right, on to tennis and soccer. Dan's two favorite sports. Yeah, baby. Rich trying to do something that hasn't been done since, I think, 1964, when all four major tournaments in a year got to the finals but fell to the number two Russian, Daniel Medvedev, in straight sets. He just looked fatigued, and that, that is what happens when you go to the finals of the four major tournaments. Unfortunate for him, but, I mean, he's still probably eh, – he's probably the GOAT. That's a debate for probably we're never going to have, but for a different day. Um, no, we're in, not having yeah, that I know. In soccer, <laughs> in soccer, Ronaldo made his debut for United. Of course, scores two goals right away because it's Ronaldo. I know two. And they won the game 4-1. Now, Fox, I got some crazy news for you. Want to guess the score? Want to guess? The, so, Champions League started yesterday, and there's some crazy scores. Want to guess the score of the Man City RB Leipzig game? 0-0. 6-3. 6-3. It was crazy. 6, six. I know. Another, six. as Daniel grips the news, other big Champions League news is, I know. Oh, my God. Bayern beat Barcelona 3-0, and Man United got upset, actually, because they got a red card early on by young boys who scored two late goals to win 2-1 in the game. That is all the Champions League news. That is your tip-off back to Daniel. Oh, I'm still recovering from that six-goal extravaganza. Woo! Yeah, but that was the tip-off. Do, do. Unfortunately, of course, no let's get spicy this week. No Jacob crying this week. Um, so I guess it's just time to move on to some week one reactions. And in the year in the year award 2021, there are three main players that me and Ellis argue about. And all three of them the bed in week one. And, of course, I understand it's a long season, longest season ever, 17 games. But, on the other hand, Aaron Rodgers. Let me tell you, 
that was, I'll, I'll let you go first. Tell, tell me about Aaron Rodgers. What did, what did he do on week one? Probably his worst game of his career. Yeah. I, I think statistically his worst game of his career. No, it doesn't help. It doesn't help that he looks so old while he's playing his worst game of his career. Does his, his hairstyle is doing nothing for him. But yeah, and against a Saints defense, which is like very good defense, but not, a, I wouldn't say they're, would you say they're elite? I wouldn't say they're elite. I'd just say they're very good. Um, I'd say uh, borderline elite. Very good defense. Yeah, anyway, I know Dan, right. Dan's going to love this, but he did look disinterested out there. Um, no. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah not. Did. there's not much to say to defend him. I mean, I, that was just a really bad game. I will say for fantasy and for normal, don't panic just yet. If he does bad against the Lions, a team that has no defense and he historically owns, then I think panic mode goes to nine or ten. But right now, in terms of the season, my panic mode for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers is out of two out of ten, three out of ten. But there's no doubt he's bad. You're probably asking yourself, listeners, why should I care about Aaron Rodgers when it's clear he doesn't care about football? And you're right. This guy... Instead of working to finally win something in his life, moaned all offseason. Am I going to retire? Am I going to do this? Am I going to – and wants to go on Jeopardy. And then he comes in. He needed a good performance. If he had a good performance, we'd be like, okay, he came in ready to play. He's got something to prove. Last dance or first dance or whatever. But no, he went in. Uh, it's like be second dance. First second time. dance. Good. Good for him. And he looked entirely disinterested. He, as Aaron Rodgers always does, the moment he goes down, the moment he faces a little adversity, he quits. He did it against the Bucks last year. Just showed no fight. The two interceptions were god-awful. The first one was just a toss to nobody. And the second one was just a <laughs> Devontae Adams is down there somewhere. Terrible throw. Got benched, I think, with 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. I mean, I love it, but as just a football fan, fan like someone so egregiously talented you would think they would give a and finally want to prove something after losing at home in the nfc championship game after getting embarrassed by the 49ers the year before after did he miss the you missed the playoffs the year before that he was injured i think he was injured yeah and injuries and you know so many tough losses against the seahawks the nfc championship game you think you would want to prove something knowing that he has very little time left but no, Aaron Rodgers always focuses on what he doesn't have, not what he could have. He's worried. I only have one old pro receiver. I only and granted, his offensive line is a bit of a work in progress, and the defense is more middle of the pack. But like he, why can't he just focus on himself? When is it going to be? And then he goes to the Pat McAfee show. He's laughing. He's having a good time. He's that Aaron Rodgers. That was a good show, actually. I, I, I really like the Pat McAfee show. I think. It's all good because he's Aaron Rodgers and he's an NFL quarterback. But you know why he'll never beat Tom Brady? Did you see, actually, my friend Nick said this. Tom Brady, every shot of him, laser eye focused determination. Laser, he is completely focused on the next. You know what his favorite reign is? The next one. You know what Aaron Rodgers – favorite rain is the one 12 years ago that he's never he doesn't want to win another one i mean there's so much i disagree i'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give you actually i will give you like 60 percent of the points on that one i don't even know where to begin with something i disagree with i mean like first off his his coach took him out on fourth and goal he wanted to stay in on fourth and goal last no, year yeah sure he did sure he did yeah, he said he did um but he says whatever no, he wants to be on a vacation house in 
San Francisco in Los Angeles. That's I mean, I do think do. I do think Tom Brady is way more focused than him. I think he's just more focused than everyone. It's just Tom Brady. It is what it is. But um, I just see. I do think though that I, he did look disinterested. I fully admit it. I think that is kind of the narrative that the media and everyone's playing into because of all the drama. I'm not going to – Yeah, because I, it adds up. It adds up. I don't think it does. I think he just had a bad game, I, 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 and it happens. Um, may I forget that Tom, uh, Tom Brady forgot the downs last year. Do you think he – That is complete – and then what happened? They went in and smacked Aaron Rodgers. Well, well here's what I'm going to say. Well, to that point – Okay, if Aaron Rodgers forgot the number of downs, I wouldn't call him disinterested. I think, I think the Lions game is going to be very indicative for this team. I think if they come out and, like – like Aaron Rodgers owns the Lions. There's no doubting that he is their daddy. Um, if they come out and they sh- they do awful, then I think this is going to be a bad season. But if they do great, I think this is just going to be. I think this is going to be a road bump, a week one road bump. That is fine. I'm not worried yet, but this Lions game. I'm, I'm not worried yet, but I'm paying attention to this Lions game for sure. And everybody in the NFC North lost. So that's funny. They got some. They got some time. I told to you that Vikings team ain't gonna be that good. I told you that Giants and Vikings team are but not. But maybe the Bengals, maybe the Bengals are just good. And that's a good point too, actually. That's a fair point. Joe Burrow looked good. What, right. what we'll talk about week one later, but one more. Uh, I was watching basically the entire Bills Steelers game. And uh, this, this, I uh, well, I want to see what you say. What, what do I want to say? First off, Josh Allen, you know, I was talking you're, about your league MVP, your league MVP. Mostly about last year, like Josh Allen, we, he's going to have some of those games. I'm more worried about the offensive line than I am about Josh Allen because, because Josh Allen, you know, he's going to have these games where mechanically he's just off, right? Pressure's in his face. There are some drops. He's playing one of the best defenses in football, definitely one of the best front sevens in football. And it's week one, and, you know, sometimes it's going to happen. There was some questionable play calling. It was more of a team um, – it was more of a team sort of dysfunction than uh, it was his fault. And I'm not really worried about the Bills. Uh, they're going to win the AFC East. Um, Dolphins and Patriots didn't look that good either. Uh, so mostly the Josh Allen things I'm talking about, uh, mostly just, you know, trying to push your buttons. Yeah, actually, I totally agree with you, to be honest, because, I mean, this just seems so easy for me. Week one – Jitters slash Steelers being the best defense of the league, probably. But did you see? I will say though, did you see? Did you see? You saw the game, right? Did you see him take out Minka Fitzpatrick's legs? Because that was no, like, I didn't see that. Long. I wasn't. I don't. No, oh, I'll, I'll send. I'll send it to you later. You guys, for the audience, you look at it. He's about to be sacked. He fights off two tackles. Oh, it is an open field like two yards down from Minka Fitzpatrick. Completely jukes him for Minka Fitzpatrick falls back and then he runs fifteen yards. Some of his throws look sharp. Sharp. Overall, didn't look great, but I'm chalking this way up more up to um, week one jitters. And also, I am, I'll say this I'm moving on to our third thing that me and Danny argue about, since I think me and Danny actually agree on Josh Allen. I am concerned about our bet, but I'm not concerned oh, about oh, Najee Harris. Oh, oh, wait, but wait, wait, wait. I'm not concerned about Najee Harris. I think, again, week one rookie running back, I think Najee Harris would be totally fine going down. I think he'll be totally fine. Here's why I'm worried about the bet. I have David Montgomery in two of my leagues. I wasn't the biggest David Montgomery fan. David Montgomery looked ridiculously good against a top Rams, against Aaron Donald and that top Rams defense. I watched some of that game. I needed 
I needed Matt Stafford to get 31 to win my money league, and he got 35 in the last touchdown of the game. So great for me. But Montgomery, who I had in that league too, just looked really good. So I'm actually – if Montgomery, Montgomery might beat Najee Harris, but I think in terms of talking about Najee Harris, he'll be just fine week one. And a lot of things I liked about it. He got the volume I predicted. He did he get the volume. volume it seems like if, he was out there every play. If he gets that volume throughout the season, he's only going to improve in my opinion, and I think he's going to be the 10th best fantasy back. Uh, I – you know, I disagree. I, I, I mean, we're not talking about that much. We're talking about 10, and I think he's going to be, like, 15. And you're right about the volume. Also, one thing, I'm going to win the bet because, also, Justin Fields is going to start soon. And that opens up some options. That opens up a quarterback who – Well, you, you know, wouldn't have to I think I, 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 the other off thing is Clyde Edwards-Lair did not look good. By the way, it's uh, funny that I bet you those two players because this was complete coincidence because in my money league, the league, just so you guys know that I'm the most – invested in i have clyde my running backs are clyde edwards clyde edwards lair and david montgomery so um so i was watching them both very intently and i think Najee harris is going to be clyde edwards lair for sure but i'll be honest clyde edwards lair looks like a very average rb2 but i'll be yeah. honest david david yeah. montgomery looked great like, well, like just film wise look great not even fantasy wise well we can talk about the chiefs browns game a little bit but i think that you know when push comes to shove and the Chiefs get punched in the mouth a little bit. They just immediately turned it. It's just Kelsey and Hill. And I think when they play a team that they're going to be up by a lot and then they're going to try to get the running game going and then they'll try different stuff, get Edward Hilaire involved. I mean, he's still like, you know, he's a pass catching back, which is good for fantasy. He's going to get t- red zone opportunities, which is good for fantasy. Um, I feel way more confident about Montgomery. And I'm, and I'm still confident in Najee Harris. I mean, he did nothing to – Improve. I mean, no matter how many touches you get, it's your ass, you know. But why? Like his. I listen. I okay. I will give you this. The Steelers line. I knew it was bad. Watching the game, worse than I thought, and I knew they were bad. But just like some things, when you watch, you for example, I was t- texting us in our podcast group chat. Watching Dak Prescott, I realized how good he was. I just forgot because he'd been injured. I literally just forgot. Like, I, and I always thought you. I never. I never on purposely devalued Dak Prescott. I always thought he was good. Watching him against the Bucs, I was like, yes, this is a great QB. I There's just some players that you forget. that, And, and, and this Austin's offensive line is one of them. That said, I think he's going to get more pass catches, if you notice. And he didn't do much with it. He got a lot of goal line opportunity. He got two carries in the – I believe two carries. And yeah, and there's a couple of dropped that. catches. He got catches. No, no, that one dropped catch is a bit, big bet. Or missed, so. missed – players right, and, and, and by the way he would have had a touchdown if big ben didn't lead him too much in that throw yeah but um, he'll, he'll get he'll score he will score touchdowns with you he will score think, multiple touchdowns i think and i just have belief in Najee harris i mean um he averaged how i'm not a social he averaged one he averaged um 2.8 yards a carry i just don't think that's going to happen that often in this in yeah it's not going to happen that often he's a good player He's in a bad line, but he's still a very good running back. I think on tape, when he actually got some room to run, and now Dan's going to say he's not going to get a lot of room to run, he looked good. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I still faith in Audi Harris. Okay. Um, so those were three things we had to get out of the way. But, you know, usually to our longtime listeners, we would do NFL poetry, which we'll be back next week if our friends show up. But for right now, Ellis, you want to just go game by game just quick, just if you have anything to say about yeah. it? Cowboys Buccaneers. 
Honestly, few things. Antonio Brown looked good yeah, again. Yeah, he Very looked good. good. Um, Cowboys, I think are going to win division. Um, I was, yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was um, totally wrong. I, if I had a chance to do last week's episode over, I would pick the Cowboys. Their defense did not look good, but it looked serviceable, and that offense looked really good. You know, it does wonders when Jason well, Garrett, not your offensive coordinator. You know, I don't know. I don't know if the defense looked serviceable. I mean, there was that tip screen interception, and then Godwin fumbled at the one. So you could talk. They could have. The Bucks no, could have yeah. easily dropped a forty burger on them. I mean, yeah, no, the defense is not going to be good, but I think their offense, their defense. I thought their defense run defense was good. good. Run defense was good. Yeah, their defense won't be dead last. Their offense will be good. Um, the Buccaneers. Look, only thing worried about is the cornerbacks, but like, okay, I am. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Whitehead that injury was so bad. He's back. Murphy Bunting getting hurt. I mean, he is their third corner, but he was huge in the postseason. And then Mike Edwards, their third safety, got hurt. Um, they had to bring in some guy named Adams off the practice squad. But, yeah, I'm worried about the secondary. I think, you know, by week 17 it will be fine. I think when you have a that good a pass rush, although the pass rush is really, really getting there, but it is the Cowboys' offensive line. I want to ask you, so Dak Prescott, you said, you know, you forgot he, how good he was, and I think I did too. But I did see a little bit tentativeness, which I'm not blaming him for. Like, he did tear his ACL, but there's some throws oh, that, like, sure. he didn't really step into – there were some um, plays where he could have moved up in the pocket where he looked a bit slow. But, you know, the, there were some great throws. There was a touchdown on, like, a corner route. That was really nice. Um, and, you know, all he needed to do, really, get the ball into C.D. Lamb's hand, get the ball into Amari Cooper's hands. Um, you worried at all about Zeke? Uh, so, no. All right, the game script-wise, no. There was a few runs where he looked a bit older. Uh, like, like he looked a bit less explosive. Mm. Yeah. But honestly, I still, I still, I think he'll be fine. I think, I think he'll be fine. I don't think all the, I don't think all the game scripts is going to be a shootout like that. Um, yeah. Pollard, no interest in Forte- I don't you're think- not always going to face the Buccaneers run defense, yeah. which is best in the league. Yeah. yeah well, that, that's exactly it. Um, I do, do, I did drop him slightly in my projections to a low-end RB1 instead of a yeah. uh, instead of a top five RB to a low-end RB1. I think Pollard eats up a little more carries than we think. Mm. I'm not Yeah, care. definitely oh, more ah, third down. Ah, definitely ah. more third down stuff. And what really, and I think what the real thing that shocked me was that touchdown, was that third down run where, was it third down? Whatever, the run near the goal line where he had one-on-one. And that cut, I feel like, Oh, and that was against throw. Adams, I think. The practice squad guy. You yeah. got to make him miss. That cut. I mean, he did the right move. I, and it was the right move. That cut, though, two years ago, he probably gets in. But maybe I'm overlooking it. Let's move on to the Jaguars-Texans. They got some – I don't even know what to say. They, they just look, their defense looks so bad. Lawrence, I guess it's because we just – first, by the way, for his first regular season game, he lost. And I guess it's just because we think of Lawrence as this god – he had some amazing throws, but he had some rookie moments too. His interception. Well, he did throw. He did throw some interceptions in college. And first game, I'm not gonna, you know, blame him. Say, no. uh, you know, my my thought on Trevor Lawrence doesn't change. My thought on the Texans definitely changes. Um, I think they could, you know, they're just gonna be. They're gonna go like four and thirteen, but they're one of those teams who could like, you know, hang hang with the big boys. Tyrod Taylor is a serviceable quarterback. Brandon Cooks is a great receiver, and. I mean, they just came ready to play. I'm worried. Are you worried at all about the Jaguars? I mean, there's talk about Urban Meyer. I'm not um, worried about Urban Meyer. Though I do think I do think it is a trend where college coaches just seem they, – they don't understand they can't – in college, 
I'll let you talk about this with a friend. You can't choose your players. No, it's not that. It's you can't abuse your players. These guys, it's work. It's work. They get paid. In college, a lot of the psychological warfare is, listen, I'm not going to say, I just have a source that some college coaches make make these players get in fights, right? Like actual fights to get them riled up before games um, because they can psychologically warfare these kids because they're, because what are the kids going to do? Like no offense, but that's just how it works in college, whether they like it or not. But in NFL, these like, you think DeAndre Hopkins is going to take from Urban Meyer if he was coach of the Texans? Like he's not writing a hundred laps. He knows what to do to be great. He's not going to be cussed yeah. out. So Urban Meyer needs to learn that. I think, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not sure he can make the adjustment. Yeah. I'm still worried yeah. about his health. He's quit twice for his health. I am yeah. worried about his health, but otherwise, again, this is this is week one. I think if there weren't whispers in the preseason about players not buying in, I would be I wouldn't be worried at all. But it's just something to keep an eye on. You know, is Urban Meyer? You know, he says here he's gonna he's gonna build a foundation. He's gonna build back up. But is he really gonna? You know, are the Jaguars gonna be patient enough to do that? Is Urban Meyer gonna be healthy enough to do that? But yeah. yeah, I mean, these are two teams that are going nowhere, but it's nice to see the Texans, everyone on them all year, all off season, just to come out there and get a win. Yeah. Um, Eagles Falcons. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts look good. Falcons defense sucks. Biggest takeaway I have is this Eagles defense is an elite, but better than we all thought. Yeah. You know, the Eagles were sort of the fourth team. I mean, no one really talked about them in our predictions last year, um, last week, but they've got some interesting pieces. I mean, Miles Sanders is interesting. Jalen Rager, you know, he caught a touchdown, and you're right about the defense, man. They The Falcons are not a bad offense in any stretch of the imagination, especially passing. As a Falcon, if you're a Falcons fan, it's extremely disheartening to see them come out there at home week one and drop a six uh, with a new coach, a new offensive coach. So They looked really uh, good the first two drives, and then it just went to crap. So they got the Bucks next week, so they got to turn around. Yeah, Chargers, Washington, I just think this is the games Washington's are going to get to. 2016, they'll win some of them. They'll lose some of them, especially without Fitzpatrick at the helm. I'm sorry, Taylor Henneke's not better. Um, yeah. They're just going to get in these games. They're kind of like the Giants of last year. Or actually, the Gi- they're kind of like Washington of last year. But they lost this one because Burrow is Burrow looked amazing. Um, Herbert, not- Herbert. Herbert, why did I say Burrow? Herbert, yes. 49ers, Lions. Um, this Lions team is not going to be good. I know they came back. You no, know, it was going to be good for fantasy though. I was so. TJ Hawkinson. I'm so. I knew. I knew TJ. I, I knew TJ Hawkinson was going. to I knew he was going to be better than Mark Andrews. I didn't trust my gut. Whatever, it happens. Just got to bite. Yeah, I really. I I really want. I really wanted TJ Hawkinson. I mean, he's a type. There's him. Him, Kittle, Waller, and Kelsey are the only four tight end and Andrews. Well, I guess those are the top five type of type of top tight ends. Can't say that word, but he's just going to get so many targets. Yeah, he just is because the Lions don't have any good wide receivers. So Andrews was only playing fifty percent of snaps again, but whatever. Um, Bengals Vikings. Joe Burrow looked. I thought it was game. I watched the end on Red Zone. This was also first week watching Red Zone. Man, we didn't have that a five slamma. Yeah, but great. That that is a great show. That is a oh, great show. Great. Well produced. So much better than NFL <laughs> game day. Yeah. The halftime yeah. extravaganza. Halftime extravaganza where they show the same highlights for the 15th time. Anyway, Bengals, Vikings. Uh, Jamar Chase, he silenced a lot of critics. I know it's one game, but just Neither. nice to see that connection. And Joe Burrow's the real deal. I think we sort of forget about him. Well, not forget about him, but like. I thought he was going to start he's gonna, He could really make the jump this year. He oh, could totally. really make the jump. Um, he's, just, a, he's a great quarterback. 
Jets, Panthers. Oh, and also, also one more, one more point about the Bengals. You know, I took Joe Mixon in the second round. He got 29 carries. Oh, he's going to be great. So is that sustainable? Let's move on to Jets, Panthers. Not a great game. Um, Sam Darnold, again, asked for his career, showed some amazing throws, and then just did absolutely nothing. Wilson not, didn't have the best game, but he, he also showed some potential, and his line was not helping him. Won't continue helping him with Mekti Becton going down. But on top of that, yeah. his receivers have some drops, but yeah. If you're a Jets fan, I think you got to be happy with how Zach Wilson responded in the second half going forward. I, I know Jets fans, I was talking to them, uh, they were happy with how Zach Wilson looked. And, you know, going on the road, Carolina, uh, as, Carolina, as far as Carolina goes, I mean, they have Christian McCaffrey, so they're always going to be somewhat dangerous. But until Sam Darnold can show consistency from minute one to 60, and they have a good defense, but until he can show consistency from minute one to 60, they're not going to be a threat to anybody. Well, I'm sorry, but people keep on saying when, when, when. I have literally been talking about Sam Darnold since high school because his number one problem since high school has been consistency. So it's always next year, next year, next year. It's been since the senior year of high school, it's been one, two, four, five, six, seven, seven years. It's been seven years and he's shown brilliance and then he sucked for seven years. What make, It's not going to change. Let's move on to the shocking, shocker of the week, Cardinals versus Titans. That Cardinals defense looks much improved, and that offense just kept on chugging. Granted, the Titans defense, not the best. But, um, yeah, I don't love this Cardinals team still because of Cliff Kingsbury, but other than that, I am excited. I don't know what your problem is with him. Awful play but call number, in the fourth quarter. Also not being able to one, control his locker room. Yeah. Anyway, go on. But I, was, I was really worried about their run defense, and they completely shut down Derrick Henry. So good for them. Kyler Murray, MVP candidate. Chase Edmonds had a good game. DeAndre Hopkins had a great game. And we'll see. I mean, they've got a tough schedule because every team in the NFC West has to play the other one six times. So if they want to win a division, if they want to make a playoff spot, they're going to have to earn it. But going into Tennessee, that's not an easy game. Titans, I'm a little worried about. Derrick Henry, we talked about before the season, tread on his tires, you know. And Julio Jones did not, look part, uh, did not really fit into the offense. I know it's week one. He'll give it some time. Colts also lost. We'll talk about that game next. So, not a good start. All right. Seahawks Colts, since I actually actually skipped that game. Um, Dan, what you got to say? I didn't watch this game, so I didn't really, I didn't have, I don't really have any takes except for Tyler Lockett. Great fantasy pickup. But I'll go, Dan, take this one away. Yeah, just Russell Wilson, unlike Aaron Rodgers, who he had some off-season off problems, but he came ready to play. Um, Chris Carson looked good. Lockett, Metcalf, both scored touchdowns. Um, I didn't really watch this game either, but it seems like Carson Wentz had a pretty up-and-down game, which is expected coming off an injury with a new team. Um, so both Colts and Titans start off with a loss. Uh, I would say I'm less concerned about the Colts. Uh, again, yeah, I think they have better 53-man roster, so I think over time. I mean, if the if Julio Jones is not are you con- so wait, Sorry, I might have missed this because are you concerned about Derrick Henry? Did you talk about that? Sorry, I was busy for that 30 seconds. Not week one. I'm I'm watching him now. Okay. Now it's in my mind. Okay. If it, if he can't do it, we had some we saw some running backs have some tough games. Yeah. So maybe it's just week one, getting back into it, getting back into football shape. But we'll see. And the Cardinals' run defense was not good last year, so yeah. we'll see. It's too early all, to tell. All right, let's move on to I guess Dan's Pats. Who knows where his fandom lies still? But um, versus the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins' offense, I was relatively high on them. It had their ups, but, I mean, 
not consistent in the slightest. Mac Jones had a pretty good week one. I think you'd be happy. Uh, Max texted he looked amazing. I don't know where that came from, but he looked if he looked good, looked good for rookie QB. All right, Max needs Max needs to chill. Yeah, Mac looked, Jones looked composed. He looked composed. Uh, yeah, that's the perfect looked, great, great Foxy. That's the perfect word. Thanks. He looked composed for a week one rookie QB in an impressive way. My take is that you know the Dolphins are a borderline playoff team. Mac Jones, you're gonna win some games with Mac Jones. For sure. Aguilar, he had a good connection with Aguilar. Uh, they were able to get Johnny Smith involved. Connection with White. End around. What? Connection with James White off the backfield. Connection with James White. That was a pretty throw. That was a pretty throw. He was composed. Arm strength, still a question. We'll see how. But Dolphins, still not sold on Tua, but good to see Jalen Waddle get involved. A couple 50, uh, 50-50 ball to him, 50-50 ball to uh, Devontae Parker. Um, those were big, basically the two big plays. But the Patriots, they should have won that game. Two fumbles in Miami territory. Uh, one of them was, I think, at the 50. But the Damian Harris fumbling late, very unpatriots-like. But both of these teams, they're going to play competitive football. Damian Harris running-wise, though, looked good, I got to say. He looked good running. Yeah. Other than the they, got, they got some weapons. I mean, no one's really going to stand out was like for a defense. Like, oh, shit, we got to worry about Damian yeah. Harris. But They got some weapons. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on to this Broncos Giants game. And I was not, I'm a Giants fan, very big Giants fan, but I'm also realistic and a little bit washed from being a Giants fan all these years. And they, I told you from the front of the season, this off Daniel Jones is not it. Only confirmed it. Now I will say, I think this defense just had an off week. It will be back. Jason Garrett looks absolutely trash. He's continued to look trash. He should be fired. I understand. Maybe he has a good connection with the players. His play calling is absolute booty cheeks. This offense looks atrocious other than Sterling Shepard. Um, offensive line, I mean, Nate Soldier got turned into a turnstile during that game. I still have hope for Andrew Thomas. Not his best game, not his worst game. Um, and this Bron- Broncos front seven is pretty good, too. I'll say, I saw a tweet about Daniel Jones that perfectly described it. And, and I, I, I'm paraphrasing because I forget it a little bit, but it was like, listen, Daniel Jones has times in the game he's good. But there's also times it was absolutely horrendous, and those times all that matters because they will cost you the game. His 40th inter- his 40th turnover in 28 games, 30th fumble in 28 yeah. games. It's, Un- it's terrible. His and, and it's all and he just doesn't work for a bad offensive line because his deep ball is pretty, his throwing is pretty, but his pocket composure might be the worst I've seen. And it's year turn- three, right? This is year yeah. year yeah. three. Like you got to put it together. I mean, they're running out of time. I'm worried about Saquon. The play calling is just so atrocious for Saquon. Yeah, I like. There's problem with the offensive line. There's and Saquon. It's going to take. It's going to take some time. So I'm willing to be patient. But uh, I think he had 10 carries for 26 yards. Wasn't involved in the passing game. We'll see how the Giants do. I mean, they short week this week. I'm not. I think the football team is going to win this week. Um, but I want to see. We'll. See. See what the Giants are look like when Evan Ingram's healthy, when Saquon starts to get more into it. Um, but point is, you said it, Daniel Jones. You can't, you're not going to win games with Daniel Jones turning the ball over in opponents' territory and fumbling one time, once every game. Yeah, the Broncos he, though. They look I know Jerry. I know Jerry Judy's out, but I like you know they have a lot of playmakers. They have uh, Noah Fan and Tim Patrick, two good tight ends. Melvin uh, Gordon. Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Corlin Sutton really didn't even get involved last game. Which was, 
But no, I, I watched some tape of him, and he looked fine. He just was coming back from the injury, so they, 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 yeah. they you know, they, they yeah, give him some time. And they have, you know, Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller. So. Uh, um, yeah, so they're going to be good. Let's move on they're to the last two night. We talked about this. The, that Chiefs division is going to be good. Let's move on to the last two night games. Bears-Rams, other than Dave Montgomery, who we discussed, this Bears team, they need fields. I have no need – I mean, they need fields. This Rams team, yeah. they were just outclassed. They were Matt Stafford, I mean, you know, I'm always – I think their Jared Goff is fine. You could tell the difference with Matt Stafford. 20 of 26 passes, he looked good. And this is – he had a connection with Cooper Cup. This is a scary team. This is potentially a Super Bowl contending team. This is a Super Bowl contending team. And I'm, I'm happy for Matt Stafford. That pass for – yes, sorry, go on. I think the difference is Jared Goff, it seems like everything sort of came from McVay. It's just sort of – he was just – a system quarterback. He was just there, plug plug and play. He could make the throws, but he wasn't really creating anything. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then now Matthew Stafford's in here, and he's sort of bringing his own unique thing to the offense, better leadership. He knows what he's doing more. It doesn't all need to be Sean McVay telling him what to do. Yeah, exactly. And you could, you could just see the difference. And, yeah, you see the pass with where he rotated his hips and hit um, Van Jefferson? That was ridiculous. Jerry Goff was right, Jared Goff isn't making that pass. I mean, Jared Goff throws a lot of pretty deep balls. And Jared Goff had a good day. Jared Goff is good. I think it's more – it's not that Matthew Stafford can make throws that Jared Goff can't. It's more that Matthew Stafford can consistently, you know, one through 35 throws in a game be better than Jared Goff. Yeah. Brown Chiefs. Let's talk about Brown Chiefs quickly. Dan. Browns are the second-best team in the AFC. Uh, I was, I thought that was way before the game, but this just affirmed it. Just the way they could physically they – they're going to physically dominate every team up front. Both well, the Bills. Offensively. Browns are better than the Bills, you think? I think the Browns are better than the Bills. Right. I think the Browns – You have the Bills going to the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, but things change. The Browns linebackers, I was reading something. They did not look good. Like they're front I think line. the Browns are the better team, but I could see the Bills matching oh. up better. Mm, yeah, the Browns linebackers concern me. They do not have good linebackers. They have good, de- yeah. they have good defensive ends and DBs, but their linebackers are suspect, to say the least. But if I'm a, if I'm a Browns fan, they played a nearly flawless first half, right? And then in the second half, they played pretty well. Just they made, But they made two mistakes, just the fumble and the punt and him not turning around, the quarterback not turning around to defend the Tyreek Hill deep ball. And that's all it takes against the Chiefs. The Chiefs just need to play an okay game to beat the Browns. The Browns need to play a perfect game to beat the Chiefs. Yeah. That's just the Chiefs playmakers. Yeah, and last game, Ravens-Raiders. What you got to say about this crazy game? What do I have to say? Um, I mean, that was one of the craziest overtimes I've ever watched. What a great way to open the season. Doesn't have change how I think about the Raiders, although they do have a good pass rush, I have to say. Max Crosby. Shout out, Max Crosby. Oh, yeah. He looks like a force. And I'm glad I picked Darren Wall in fantasy because they threw to him 18 times. And Henry, for this team to really take the next step on offense, I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Henry Ruggs needs to, you know, be Henry Ruggs. And they need to get another – they need better production out of their wide receivers because you can't throw to Darren Waller every play because that's kind of what they were doing for a large part of the game. Yeah. Um, Brian Edwards looked good at the end there, though. You got to – Yeah, but I'm not going to – I'm not going to – I'm on the Brian Edwards bandwagon. Maybe I'm the only one. But, okay. Um, well, um, yeah, so – um. The Ravens team does concern me a little bit for the playoffs, but in terms of regular season, 
I think the Raiders will be scrappy. I just, you know, I think I don't think it changes much. Yeah. Can't win with that defense. And as for the Ravens, I mean, at a certain point, all these injuries are going to add up. They need to be able to run the ball. I know Tyson Williams had that big run, and they did rush for over 100 yards for whatever, the a million game in a row or whatever. But until Lamar can take the next step throwing, which it's hard to do with his wide receivers, they're not better than the Browns. They're not better than the Steelers. That'll be all for the football. Thanks for listening to our week one reactions with me and Fox. All right, let's move on to predictions. And it's week five. I know we don't have everyone, but they've given us our predictions. Right now, as it stands, I believe me and Fox are 10 out of 24. Jacob is 11. No, sorry, Jeremy is 11 right now leading. And Jacob is at nine at last. I believe that is it. Um, And let's move on to this critical last week since no one's separated by more than two games. Are you doing Bengals or Bears? I might be – this is a tough game because the Bears, I feel like they got embarrassed on Sunday night. They're going to come in on national TV. They're going to come in focus in front of their home fans for the first time. Bengals just coming off an emotional win overtime. Joe Mixon had 29 carries. Might see Justin Fields in here. Um, Bengals defense is still nothing to – it's definitely not the Rams defense. So I'm actually going to pick the Bears because I think most of you are going to pick the Bengals. I am picking the Bengals. This Bears team, I don't, I don't think they come in focus. I think David Montgomery is good, but I think Matt Nagy stubbornly plays Andy Dalton. I just think this Bears team is not good is what it comes down to. So I am picking – and I think this Bengals team is underrated. I think Joe Burrow is on being underrated because of the injury, so I'm picking the Bengals. All right, let's move on. Mariners versus Athletics. Dan, you got the Athletics. Jacob's got the Athletics. I got the Mariners. Go, Dan. I'll go. I, I'll explain why me first since I'm the one alone. The Mariners, I mean, they're scrappy. And I think that's scrap. The Athletics, ever since their 13-game win streak, are only four games above 500. Um, and this Mariners team, this Mariners team is good. They get runs. They put, I mean, they lost their series for the Red Sox this week, but they won a game. I just, like, I don't think either team are making the playoffs. I think it's a bit too far for that. But I think Mariners here beat the Athletics. I, I like the scrappiness. Well, you like the scrappiness, but run differential, they are well below average. They've allowed well more runs than they've scored. And over that's not sustainable. Um, they haven't been playing that good baseball. Neither have the Athletics. The Athletics have sort of collapsed. But the Athletics are the better team, so I'm going to pick the better team. Give me the A's. All right, let's move on to college football. Auburn. Penn State. We all have Penn State unanimous. Listen, Auburn's played amazing, but especially in college football early seasons, I like battle-tested teams the first six weeks. And Penn State, their offense isn't great, but they are a battle-tested team. Auburn hasn't played a good team yet. They've scheduled easy games. They don't know what a good team feels like yet. And I think Penn State hit them hard in the first half. Auburn just makes a comeback, but Penn State's defense holds on for the win because their defense is very good. All right, yeah. let's move on to 49ers versus Eagles. And, but again, we got a clear sweep here. 49ers, Dan, tell us why. Well, I think we just aren't all bought into the Eagles. I mean, they had an impressive win, and the 49ers sort of let off the gas for a little. But the 49ers, I think it's more about projection. We know their defense is going to be good because they're healthy now, even though uh, Verrett, their cornerback, towards ACL and Mostert's out. But they have a great offensive line. They're great up front on both sides of the football. And Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, sometimes when you have someone behind you pushing you to be better, it makes you better. And you respond. And it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo. I know it's the Lions, but he responded. So I'm going to pick the 49ers. 
All right. And then we got Cowboys Chargers. Dan, we're split. You make your case first. Yeah, I think there's just a lot going on with the Cowboys. Leo Collins um, got hurt. I mean, no, got suspended. Zach Collins has been out with it. I know he's coming back, but he's been out. So that's offensive line changing. Dak Prescott, he didn't look that comfortable. He looked great, but still a little bit tentative. And I just like the Chargers. It's their first home game, first time in front of fans in their new stadium. I'm just going to roll up the Chargers. All right. See, I think the Cowboys, I know they lost, but people were expecting them to get blown out Thursday night, and they played well. And I was just watching that game. Maybe it's because it was the first game of football, so I was excited. But I just liked, as a Cowboys hater, I liked how they played. I liked how Prescott looked. I liked how CeeDee Lamb looked past the first quarter. Amari Cooper looked brilliant. I think this cow, I think it's a shootout, first off. If you're betting, bet the over. That's the first thing. But, um, but yeah, I just think this team is, I think this team is being slept on. I think the Chargers, they didn't have a clean, they played well. They won the game. Maybe they'll play better this game, but they, I mean, of course, the football team is a great defense, but I just, on, t- on tape, I like the Cowboys much more, so I'm picking the Cowboys. The Chargers are, the Chargers are two-point favorite, 2.5 point favorites over the Cowboys, so I'm picking against the spread. All right, next game, last game, is Chiefs versus Ravens, and I think we're all Chiefs. For me, it's simple. It's, it's, for two years, I've been saying the same thing. It's the Chiefs. They're just, they were down, and all right, Kelsey Hill time, they won. With some luck from the Browns and their punter. Um, but this Ravens team, same struggles. They went Chiefs own the Ravens. Chiefs have owned the Ravens with Mahomes and Jackson. And I think it's gonna be another high-scoring affair. Bet the over. But I don't know if I trust Lamar Jackson throwing it in the clutch. And I don't know. I just don't know about this Ravens. I mean, they lost the Raiders. I think they'll be good, but I think this is an 0-2 start for the Ravens. I'm not gonna pick Lamar to beat Mahomes until I see it. And I don't know if he can. Man. Losing Marcus Peters is not a good – this is not a good time to play the Chiefs until they get stuff figured out. And they did not look like they had stuff figured out against the uh, Raiders at all. By the way, speaking of that Raiders stadium, that's a nice stadium. That's a nice, nice stadium. They built them a – That was great. I I can't wait for them to have, like, a really good team and have a playoff game. That's going to be really exciting. Model service. It's like Vegas. It's a Vegas stadium. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. Wacky and also the Chargers Stadium and the Rams Stadium more like it, but um, they had a nice stadium as well. So good stadium, good stadium building, boys. Whoever builds those stadiums, all right. Let's shout out the boys. Shout out the stadium building boys. Let's move on to Wax Sport of the Week. This Wax Sport of the Week is bog snorkeling, and again, a lot of these Wax Sport of the Weeks very identifiable by the name. In bog snorkeling, you snorkel in bogs, and it's like a race. So you um. It's in murky waters, like all bogs are, and competitors must complete two laps of a 60-foot bog in the shortest time, kind of like swimming, but for snorkeling. Competitors are not allowed to use any traditional swimming strokes. They have, they have to bob up and down. It's like it's literally like snorkeling in a bog, as title says. What's the record for completing two laps? One minute and 35 seconds. Thanks to the Chatterbug for that wacky sport of the week. This is the image of it. You can see. This dude, look how gross that is. I don't know why you'd ever do this voluntarily, but, you know, people are weird. You don't even get in clean water voluntarily. Yeah, well, yeah, for me, I guess it's even more. How do I stop sharing? Oh, there it is. For me, I won't eat exactly. I, all I can think of is um, Lake House. And I just cringe. Um, but that is the Wax Sport of the Week. And let us wrap up this elite episode of the podcast, as all things elite. are. Um, all right. If you want to start a Buzzsprout podcast, 
You can do that for free or for the paid plan. Get your thoughts out to the world. Buzzsprout is a great app, a great, great site, great hosting platform. Easy to do, yet yet it's it, it's just great. It's honestly just great. And if you do a paid plan, you get a $25 Amazon gift card. Use the link in our bio or Instagram or Spotify bio to get that. And yeah, to get the $25 Amazon gift card. Social media, we're on Instagram and Twitter. Dan is back to posting. Uh, yeah, Instagram. We got photoshops. We got polls. Link to the podcast. You always know when new episodes are out. It is great time for both sites. You should follow both. What.podcast. W-O-T.B-O-D-C-A-S-T. No excuses. Go hit that follow bell. Follow button. YouTube. Here's why I said bell. YouTube. Go hit that notifications bell. Subscribe. All that good stuff. We usually post highlights sometimes. We post special episodes. It's good to see our faces. I like video podcasts more generally too. Just that's my preference. Always good to see there. Like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff with YouTube. You know how to use YouTube now, hopefully. Who's on top? W-H-O apostrophe S. O-N-T-O-P. Also the name of our podcast. I know. Crazy titles. Podcast now. If you just want to listen to our podcast, just audio form, the whole thing, the whole shabam. You can do that in any podcast platforms but Amazon. Uh, who's on top? Just search it up. Also, subscribe and like our episodes. Also, turn on the notifications so you know when the new podcast is out. Usually comes out Sundays these days, but sometimes Mondays and sometimes if we're feeling really productive, Saturdays. But you'll get it out. You'll get them out before NFL weekday. That is our pretty much guarantee. Pretty much. You heard me say that. Um. All right. I think those are all the announcements. Dan, if you got anything. I don't know. No, great. I'm just I'm just honored to do this podcast with you. Great two-man episode. Great, great flow. Great conversation. But we do miss Ori, Jeremy, and Jacob. We hope to have you. They'll back. hopefully be back. Jacob's got frisbee tryouts. For um, Jacob, even though I know if it's won't. anything like baseball tryouts, he'll hit it out of the park. <laughs> That's <was> good. <laughs> Jacob, you really should listen to the last part of this. I know you won't, but keep squeezing those oranges. Keep squeezing those oranges, baby. Have a great week. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And vaccines out. No more vaccines out. It's, 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 it's fall, baby. It's fall. Out. Sweater up or whatever. Jean up. Um, or Jacob. Wear shorts. Athletic shorts. And goodbye. Goodbye.